In this episode, we do a deep dive on Archangels Gabriel and Raziel. We'd love to know what you think of Heather's hot take on how Gabriel seems very misrepresented and her comparison to a Harry Potter character for Archangel Raziel. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, we're back with another Archangel episode because people still want us to do them, which is so exciting. I know. We're getting lots of DMs like, don't stop doing the Archangel episodes, please. <laughs> well, the the most asked for is Gabriel. So we're going to do Archangel Gabriel today. Awesome. And then we're also going to do Archangel Raziel because yep. Raziel is one of my favorites that is so underutilized because yep. I don't think a lot of people know about him. Mm-mm. So we're going to cover those two. And I also want to tell you why Archangel Gabriel is an angel that I love so much, but is also kind of my arch nemesis. Oh, okay. All right. So let's start with Gabriel first. Yes. So Gabriel is an angel that you can call on when you want clarity on the messages you're getting. Correct. The word clarity is a perfect representation. If you need clarity, you need Archangel Gabriel. Yes, true. So think of like all the times you're like getting these signs and you're trying to figure out what they mean or like what could this represent? Like I think the majority of you and I's conversations are about those types of things. Yep, exactly. That is Archangel Gabriel's purpose is to help us understand that stuff. Also, um, get your message out into the world. Like who are you? How do you want to express yourself? And how do you, what do you have to say? And how do we tell people that? Yeah. I mean, I call on Archangel Gabriel before we record. Same. So like it's help anything with communication. I think of Gabriel. Me too. Me too. Anytime I want to, especially not just like communication, but what I I like really want someone to understand what I mean. Yes. You know, the heart of clarity. Yeah. The clarity of the communication, like don't misunderstand me. Don't misinterpret me. I want to be like crystal clear about what I'm trying to say. Exactly. And in addition to that, inspiration on what to do next. And I know that sounds very specific, but I don't know that I would call on Gabriel for just like random inspiration, but like, which direction do I move in next? Or like, give me something to inspire me to, to like know what to do next. Right. That would be something I would call on Gabriel for. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Also anything to do with children. I love, 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 love this part. Yes. So not only like encouraging your children to call on Gabriel, which I'm not really sure you need to do because they probably already are. Yep. More on that later. And (laughs) parenting, like raising children. Right. Gabriel has the answers for you. Especially intuitive children. Yes. Intuitive, sensitive, empathic children. Absolutely. I would say those are Gabriel's favorites. Yep. Any child, Gabriel would love to help you with, but you're going to get a real wealth of information for those children. Yep. Um, and then pregnancy, and then even just basically this. This is like a weird thing to say, but like 
having children come into your life. So it could be like adoption or fostering or anything like that. It doesn't have to just be uh, pregnancy, but like bringing children into your life. I would say that I wouldn't necessarily call on Gabriel for like fertility issues, but when I was at the point where I wanted to like call in a baby or I was pregnant or something, that's when I would call Gabriel in. This is the part I always forget about Gabriel. Yes. Yeah. I love that part. There's something very intuitive about becoming a parent in whatever form or raising a child in whatever form. Like there, there is, I don't mean intuitive in the sense of like picking up magical messages or like speaking to the dead. I mean, needing to be incredibly in touch with like your emotions and your instincts. And so I think that is probably why Gabriel connects to pregnancy and things like that. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. If you have a purpose in life that involves children, just like off the top of my head, like a teacher or like a pediatrician or or like a nanny or something, if that's what your purpose is, Mm -hmm. then calling in Gabriel is great, but most likely you already do. You just might not know. You might not have the language or again, you might not be super connected to that weird cultural thing where you think of like calling in a big person with wings to come tell you things. (laughs) Right. Right. Yep. But most likely you're using that energy a lot when you're using your gifts or like helping children in some way. Yeah. And is probably pretty familiar to you. Yep. I like to blow people's minds. Well, that I could just end the sentence there. (laughs) Yes, you could. Okay. But specifically, I like to call them out on doing some sort of job that involves children because I can see Archangel Gabriel standing with them. And oh, it's not like Archangel Gabriel just like walks around next to everyone who helps children. But I think uh, Gabriel will appear as sort of a message to someone like, hey, this person ha- helps kids, like almost a message to the other people. Yes, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So if I've ever said that to you, oh, do you work with kids? And you're like, how the mother F did she know that? I probably noticed... Gabriel. <laughs> right. That energy. Exactly. Okay. Now I want to tell you what Gabriel's energy is like to me. And I don't think I've ever said this out loud to you. So Ooh, okay. I can't wait to see your reaction. <laughs> okay. Archangel Gabriel is depicted by other people as very androgynous. Yes. Which, okay. I, I get, but all of the depictions are not how I receive Archangel Gabriel's energy at all. And the few times I've referred to Gabriel in the way that I see their energy, people have been like, Oh, so I'm really curious what you think, Jamie, and what the listeners think of this. Okay. Just a side note, people can see these energies different. No one's right. No one's wrong. It's just how it appears to you. So if it's very different for you, there's nothing wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with me. Like we just see it different. Right. And the the caveat I give on all of these episodes is go back to our original Archangel episode if you haven't yet, because that's like the foundational episode. And it will explain that like the way we're perceiving this energy is different for everybody. I mean, there are obviously some consistencies that we've noticed that people like perceiving this energy in certain ways, but it never has to be, you know, anything. Exactly right. And to the same point, it's 
it's not like you're seeing a big winged creature show up. Correct. Exactly. So okay. you have, you have to sort of take some of that yes. weirdness out. It Maybe you picture it that way and that works for you. That's totally fine. That's probably how it was like introduced to you. So that makes a ton of sense. But if that's never connected with you, I don't want you to write this stuff off. Exactly. Okay. So Archangel Gabriel to me, I refer to Gabriel as Uncle Gabe. <laughs> Oh, really? I've never heard you say that. I know. To me, Archangel Gabriel is the most fabulous gay man that has ever existed. All right. That tracks. I could see that. (laughs) Like, people always have trouble being like, is he male or female? And if there could be a non-binary angel, this, I mean, I think they all are, to be honest. I think we make them binary to fit our, like, scripts that we have and stories. Yeah, to fit the humanity, exactly. But even Gabriel is known in a lot of religions. And even in religion, he is painted as androgynous. Like people don't know what to do with Archangel Gabriel. Yeah, I was going to say that I think a lot of people will know Gabriel from religion and from sort of like the messenger archetype that he's been taught as. Exactly. Yeah. To me, Archangel Gabriel is the most fabulous, flamboyant, gay man, possibly drag queen sometimes that has ever existed. I love this theory. Okay. That's what his energy feels like to me. And I say he, because he presents as a gay man to me, like the kind of the, I know it's like an archetype and it's a bit of a trope, but all of that is what I see Gabriel as. I mean, the And also the drag queen, when you said that, I was like, oh, I could totally see like that encouraging, you know, pep talky energy, like get yourself fired up type of energy. I I love that. Yes. And the reason that the drag queen element connects with me is because for what you're saying, but in addition, Gabriel shows up based on the situation, like appearance wise to me Mm -hmm. is almost dressed in character for what your situation is. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. So he can sort of transform. Right. Yeah. So if you need to like get clarity on like something to do with like, like, I don't know, maybe lawyers or the law or something, Gabriel will appear to me in the most fabulous like lawyer outfit. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, give me the, like always sort of like in character of what you need, always the same energy, like the same Gabriel, but like in, in the way that you need it. So that's also why it makes me think of a drag queen, like kind of in costume for the character that you need the energy to show up as. I love that. I love it so much. Some people are not going to like it. And that's, that's right. We're used to that by now, but if you've always had trouble picturing this archangel based on like the imagery you've always been shown, which is this kind of like blah looking androgynous angel in muted clothing, and that doesn't jive for you, I'm offering you this instead because it's very different. Yes. And I just realized as we're recording, Heather, that you did it again. You're wearing the <laughs> color. You're wearing Gabriel's color. She's wearing this like sort of rusty orange sweater. And that's how I think of Gabriel is I don't really see any type of like human persona. I think of that color, almost like of what they would say, like Gabriel with the, the horn that he has, like that's biblical, right? Yes. The, the horn or a trumpet. Yeah. The trumpet. Yeah. I picture that with like a sort of a a bronze color. Exactly. So 
copper, yes. bronze, metallic, gold, any of those things are the color that Archangel Gabriel would present. I did wear the color. Yeah, I can see it now. It took me a few minutes. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you would notice. I was going to like point at it later when we when I started to talk about the colors, but um, I definitely, I, I don't always see colors associated with archangels, but this with Gabriel, the okay. copper and the gold, almost always I yep. see associated. Yep. Same. And to me, a lot of times, if I'm looking at it in the sense of like seeing colors energetically, it's sort of like streaks of gold, not necessarily like a solid gold or a sparkly gold. Does that make sense? Yep. It does. Oh, I want to say that like orbs for if you see orbs places a lot of times i feel like that is gabriel i didn't want to skip oh. that word. any color orb so when you're oh. taking a picture you know how for some reason pictures of kids always have orbs in them yes i really feel like that is gabriel our, our boy gabriel oh yeah. that makes sense too okay in addition when you see robins a lot of times a message from gabriel that color on their breast letting you know that there's a message to me. It's sort of like getting a text message alert. <laughs> I see Robins all the time. Mm. Oh, interesting. Your buddy Gabe. Now I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the horn of truth is what it's called or the trumpet are two things that are also associated with uncle Gabe as well. <laughs> yep. Uncle Gabe. Okay. I love it. All right. I want you to think this is my interpretation. I want you to think of the horn or the trumpet as Gabriel being like, I'm here, bitches. And here's the message. Pay attention. Not like (laughs) how it's portrayed in religion, like this sweet little androgynous boy playing a trumpet. (laughs) Gotcha. He's like, toot, toot, I'm here. (laughs) Yes. Like, not only do I enter, but I I play my own music as I enter. Like, yes, that is what's more what Gabriel feels like to me. You'll all notice me as I'm walking in. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And also it's almost to me like when Gabriel delivers a message and we'll get to his way of delivering messages in a minute. It's almost as if that sound like wah, wah, <laughs> afterwards, like <laughs> maybe an instrument might make. I do. I, I could totally see that. The sad trombone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always also feel Gabriel as like a very buzzy energy that tends to be like at my head or like right above my shoulders. Like, Definitely on the like upper half of my my body, like kind of like trying to be in my face. Yeah, I would explain it. Yeah, that makes sense. Very buzzy. Archangel Gabriel has a sense of humor. Loves mm-hmm. to deliver messages in a funny way, or you know, when you kind of like look at up at the sky or like towards the universe, and you're like, well, that was that was really on the nose, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> yes. Yep. To me, that's Gabriel. Gotcha. That, that's, like making it obvious in a funny way. Right. All right. I need to tell you why he's my arch nemesis, but that I love. Okay. <laughs> this is a funny story. And it's also a story of why I completely believe that some people are meant to be friends. And I believe this about us. This is also in the story because you tolerate a part of my personality that most people don't. So this is all part of the story. <laughs> okay. This should be cool. Okay. So Archangel Gabriel's way of delivering messages is incredibly direct. Yes. It's, there's no apology for it. There's no fluff around it. There's no, let me give this to you easy and gentle so you can receive it. There's none of that. It's like, 
bam, here's the message. Right, exactly. It's sort of like, again, I'm going to go back to this being like Uncle Gabe, the the gay uncle you always wanted that does drag shows on the weekends. Right. If a really fabulous gay man told you something very directly, like that your shoes were awful or something like that, people like take that information in and they like feel loved and they laugh and then they just go change their shoes and it's fine. Yes. Okay. I am somebody who wishes they could be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Because I spend, and Jamie, you can attest to this. So much energy of mine is like goes out of my body and is spent on softening messages, trying to make the message come across nicely, trying to wait till the right moment for the message to come across, trying to look for a secret code that someone's ready for the message, trying to move my body into a form that will deliver the message in the most kind way. And even still, when I tell people the freaking truth, it's always like, oh, it's never like a happy, laughy reaction. It's like, oh God, the truth, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so this is why, as much as I love Gabriel, when I do, as you see, I'm wearing a sweater in his honor. Right. I also feel really annoyed that he can get away with being who I wish I could. I wish I could just walk up to someone and say the thing and be like, here's here's a truth. And nothing to do with shoes and fashion. I No, I'm just using that as an example. Right. But like why you're suffering. Like if someone's telling me that they're having a hard time or they've got a pain somewhere or whatever, I know why. I know the answer. I know what's happening. And right. they don't. And But I have to like ease my way in and like – move into this form that is allowed to say it, like gently bring the message. Right. Yeah. But see, that's what I like about you is that I don't, I don't want you to do that. I just want you to bluntly just say, to say the thing so I can understand it and move on. So this is my point of why like some people are literally designed to be friends and like keep looking for your person because Jamie is almost a masochist in the form of wanting the truth. (laughs) That's probably true. Like she wa- she wants to know. She yells at me when she can tell I'm dancing around it or not delivering it honestly. Right. right. She clocks me giving it gently. I, I think I, I don't think like you're mad at it, but you oh. can tell when I'm doing that or slow walking you somewhere. Yeah. She will just she knows I have secret code words to know when someone's ready, so she'll just yell random words. She'll start yelling like banana, like to hope that she says says the secret word. Like. <laughs> He's the only person in the whole world that I don't feel like I have to completely edit or mute that side. It's somebody who actually appreciates that side. Yeah, I'm a I'm very much a like give it to me straight type of person. Like I just I want to hear it good, bad, indifferent. I just want you to say it to me so that we can like assimilate the information and then move on, right? Like yeah. just I don't I don't need the dance. The dance aggravates me. No. And also you constantly want growth and you constantly want better. And like, you always want more from yourself. So like those kinds, that kind of information, even if it's not like fun to hear is something that you are constantly wanting. And it's something that I walk around when I'm not with you suppressing constantly. So to be around to somebody who thinks like, no, keep, keep telling me those things is like awesome. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I love Gabriel. Also my arch nemesis, but also I get to be more Gabriel-esque around you. (laughs) I love that. And that must be why I feel so sort of pulled to Gabriel too, because I like that energy in in you and in him. 
Yes. Yeah. I will never okay. live up to the fabulousness of Gabriel, but I will always be jealous of his ability to be direct and say the hard thing to somebody and ha- the way that they can receive it from oh, Gabriel yeah. is far different than how they receive it from me. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. You're also a human. You're just a, you're just a silly human, you know, apparently. So I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We all need, we are, I'm joking about it. I, I mean, it's all true, but I'm, I'm like exaggerating about it. I don't actually walk around wanting to like bluntly tell people things that are hard to hear. I do understand. I, I no. also hear things, but it's, there's a lot of stuff that you already know that you're kind of avoiding thinking about or trying to like leave at the periphery. Cause you're not fully ready to like deal with it yet. And most humans are constantly walking around with that stuff. Exactly. And for somebody like me, the way that my intuition works is that that stuff shouts at me when people are near me, if they're telling a story or if they present a problem or whatever, all I can hear is those things. Why? Right. It's like right. the root cause of all of this is this, or if you just did this. So it's, it's something that like happens. And I, I try to wait for the right moment always to, to deliver it. But when you see like an energy, like Archangel Gabriel, who doesn't have to wait for the right moment. It's just something that you're like, that must be a good thing. That must be nice. Agreed. And, I, and I'm someone who I don't perceive information and answers and downloads the way you do, but I am for I have forever in my entire life been called like blunt or harsh or um, <clears throat> I don't know, any, any sort of variation of that. So I'm also someone who's sort of always tempering the way they're responding to people. I think that a lot of intuitive people understand this feeling that we're talking about, right? I think, I think yeah. I think when you are somebody who I mean, we talked about this in the generational curses episode, but like when you're someone who can't pretend because you're too like intuition kind of forces you into authenticity all the time, right? Right. right. When you just like can't go along with that, you can't go. You can't keep passing toxic energy down a line. You just can't do it. You're not built for that. When, right. when that's kind of who you are, I think you re- you relate to this idea of, of having to like, you see stuff before other people get are getting to it, or you're going to give somebody the honest truth, the one that they need to hear, not the one that maybe will make you the most likable. And so that becomes yeah. a very difficult thing, kind of like a, a little bit of a burden on people, I think. Yeah, I think it definitely can feel like a burden a lot of times when you feel like you have information that can help people, but you don't know how it's going to be received. And sometimes when you do say it, it's not well received. I mean, that's, it's a hard lesson to learn. And it, 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 I think it can be a burden. I agree. And, you know, sort of to, I don't know if it's the flip side, but sort of an element of that. If you're, if you're in a situation where you have to tell somebody a hard truth, like it falls to you, calling Gabriel in to help you is, is a good idea. Now you're not going to call Gabriel in to help you soften anything, (laughs) right? but if you need to like, make sure, you know, like I know I'm going to soften enough. I don't need to call in more softening. I'm going to, I care way too much about other people's emotions. It's exhausting. Right. So I'm going to like, if I want to make sure I deliver that and deliver it clearly, that's when I would call in Gabriel, you know, in those hard conversations. Yeah. The, I call him in when I want to say something and I know that I have feelings around it or the, and the other person probably has feelings around it. And I just want to be as direct and efficient as I can be. 
because I know as humans, we hear things, but we hear it almost through like the filter of our own perceptions and biases and, and <clears throat> narratives and all, all of our trauma, right? So yeah. like oftentimes I will say like, just help me get the point across. Just help me get to the, the other end of this conversation so the person hears what they need to hear. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Like you sort of have to get through these pieces of it. Right. To the, uh, yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. Like, I don't want to lose you. Like, I don't want you to, I don't want to say the wrong word and lose you. Cause you're now mad. Cause I tripped some wire of yours. I didn't know about, you know what I mean? And I lost you halfway through. Like, I just want to get to the end goal. Yeah. And, and be out of it in like some sort of smooth, right. So connected to the person way. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think calling Gabriel for that is a, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you are needing to get your message across clearly, I would really encourage you to like, like what I'm doing right now is to wear copper or gold or have something around you that is that color, even anything metallic you're, and then obviously you can't just do that. And like, that works like you, you still have to do the work, but like that will help you call in that energy. Or you could be a weirdo like me and picture like a trumpet. Like you could actually picture like, not that I'm speaking through one, but I will, that's how I like, because I don't really see Gabriel. I will actually just like picture like a golden coppery trumpet and then start there. I love that. Yeah. You can absolutely do that. And, and I think I, I love the way that our intuitions differ in the, in the form of like calling things in because we do it differently. So to me, I, I need that, like, the physical element that I'm like seeing, like my right. clairvoyancy needs to like, look at it, like, look, I'm wearing copper and I have a gold ring on. Like I'm right. so like exaggerated in it. Right. That, right. and that helps me. It's like, I'm wrapped in it. But for you, it's more like, let me just hold the energy of this symbol. It makes me think yeah. of like Reiki, right? Like holding yeah. the energy of a symbol and call that in. So yep. it, you can use any of those or whatever your own are. Totally, exactly. totally fine. Yep. Yeah. I would love to know what people think of my Gabriel theory, because again, <laughs> most people depict Gabriel as very boring, plain, androgynous. I, I would have said like serene. I think people see Gabriel as being just this sort of like serene, quiet, in the background mm. type of character. Mm. And I, I get the serene part mm. because Although Archangel Gabriel slash Uncle Gabe is very flamboyant, he's also very calm. Like there's no, right. you know how Michael feels in, in like a really good way. Archangel Michael feels slightly unhinged emotionally. Right. Like, like, like there's an urgency. It feels like. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Not Gabriel does not have no. that. It's no almost sitting there waiting till you're ready for the moment. And yeah. like, fabulously sitting there like that. So I, that is how I would interpret the serene. Yep. I have never felt Archangel Gabriel as quiet, although super flashy personality, not necessarily look, looking for the credit like Michael. Right. Agreed. Exactly. Doesn't give a shit if you're like, Gabriel gave me this fabulous message. Like, no. Just wants you to have it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I I think that might be why some of those interpretations get put out there. And again, maybe you see Gabriel different. You know, I really believe that these are energies and 
if you, the way that you interpret getting messages across is a bit more of a subtle, quiet thing, maybe that's why the energy appears that way to you. That I, I totally, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Let us know how you perceive him and what you think of our theories. I would love to know that. Same. All right. Let's take a quick break and then let's come back and talk about Razael, who I very often picture as a certain Harry Potter character. Oh, uh, what? Oh, I need to know now. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Heather, it's season four. We're here for another season and we still have our favorite sponsor, Restoration Coffee. What coffee are you drinking these days, Jay? It goes back and forth between a Rachel and a Paige. I'm still drinking my Americanos. So if you want a fantastic cup of coffee to go with listening to the IGG or any other podcast that you might listen to, check out Restoration Coffee. You can go to their website. It's restoration-coffee.com. Check it out and tell them that the Intuitive Girl sent you. Yeah, can't go wrong. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, everyone, today we are obsessed with our new website. Yes, we're obsessed with something that's not TikTok. Nope. And that you made. (laughs) I did, yes. It just feels like, I mean, we had an official website before, but this one has the name in it. You know, you've always heard at the end of our episodes, like embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. You probably all have it memorized, but now you're going to have to memorize intuitivegirlsguide.com officially official. Yay. And it's great. You can go to all of our episodes from there. You can contact us through there. You can find us on social media through there. Um, There's all kinds of great stuff that you can do and we would love you to go check it out. Yeah, exactly. And that you can submit questions through that now. So whenever you want to get in touch with us, you can start there and it will direct you to all of the places where you can find us. Yes. And we love hearing from you guys. So please, please utilize it for that. And you can also utilize it to find, you know, things about our episodes and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. Yep. Tell Jamie what a fabulous job she did. (laughs) Thank goodness you exist and can do things like that because I don't have the patience. So I I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, no, that was fun. I like doing that. Awesome. All right. So check out our website and let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Archangel Raziel. Yes, I don't think many people know much about this one. 
No, Archangel Raziel is not directly represented in religion. And I think that's why he's not as well known. Although (laughs) when I describe him to you, you're going to, you're going to know different figures in religion that sort of represent this archetype. Yep. Okay. So Raziel represents spiritual knowingness and understanding. Yep. His whole purpose is to bring the universe's knowledge to the humans. Yes. Which we all need. Laws of the universe, manifesting purpose, healing, like how do I do this and how does the universe work and what secrets can I unlock to learn how to be better? That is Raziel in a nutshell. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, this is, this is your homie. I mean, this is, this is what we're all here for. Exactly. Exactly. Raziel is represented in Jewish mysticism. Okay. I wanted to mention that. And he's known as the keeper of secrets. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So if you're someone who tries to understand the way the universe works, like the laws and the knowledge of the universe and apply it in your own life and, or teach it to other people, then Razael is someone I was going to say you need to call on, but he's probably already around you. I mean, I feel like I should get him like tattooed on my shoulder or something. (laughs) You're describing me. (laughs) The funny thing is, is that the more I describe him and his energy and how he operates, the more you're going to relate to him, Jamie, because if Claire Cognizance had a spokesperson, it would be Archangel (laughs) Razael. And then I'm like, his intern, his intern, Jamie, his human representative, Jamie Hayhurst. (laughs) (laughs) If you, anytime that you are trying to go, how does the universe work? What can it teach me? How can I use it myself and then teach it to other people? And that part's important because you have to think of Archangel Raziel as giving information that he knows directly, like he's walked the path. It's like that kind of energy. Does that make sense? Yep. Let's talk about what his energy is like, because I teased a Harry Potter character and I want to tell you which one. Who is it? Dumbledore. Yes. I love Dumbledore. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Archangel Raziel is often depicted or described as like an old wizard with like long white hair. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I have to say that whenever I physically see Raziel, he has the long white hair and all of that, the robes, but like darker skin, like the color skin that Jesus was supposed to have if he was directly from the place that they say he is. If he wasn't whitewashed and colonized, you mean? Yes. <laughs> right. Gotcha. So picture really old Jesus as a wizard. That's what, that's what I was a Dumbledore. That's what Raziel looks like to me. I absolutely love the idea of this. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Okay. When you call in Raziel, it doesn't really feel like he appears, like he got the call and he appears. It feels like he reveals himself and you're like, oh, you were right next to me all along, Raziel. That's the energy. I I need to be using this energy more. This is you. (laughs) It is. I love it. (laughs) Having a moment. I love it. (laughs) Okay. When you're talking to Raziel, when you're calling Raziel in and that sort of like feeling of, of him appearing, it isn't startling. Right. So it sounds like, oh my God, suddenly you're going to realize there was someone next to you that whole time. How creepy. I can't explain why, but it's comforting. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how I would perceive it. Mildly frustrating. Isn't that what you, isn't that what we're taught angels are supposed to be, right? Like, I mean, in that sort of like 
Christian sense, like the angels are watching over you. Angels are always with you. They're always guiding you. I mean, it shouldn't be that creepy. <laughs> I agree. I think it's the the way it's almost like magician-y. Like I really think Merlin is very based on Rosale. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So, so it's almost like there was an illusion and mm. it suddenly was lifted and you realize that Raziel has been holding your hand and you're like, what? That was Raziel. Like spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the sixth sense, but like, you know, when you're like, wait, he's dead the whole time. Like it's sort of like that kind of a, a blow your mind feeling. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when you feel that sort of a feeling, you might not recognize it as like, oh, Raziel's here, but it's sort of like, oh, what is that energy that has been there the whole time? Like, does right. that make sense? It has that kind of a feeling to it. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's what that was. Yes. Yeah. Raziel also tells you stuff that like, it doesn't feel like you're just learning it. It feels like you're remembering it. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Yes. It's like very simple, clear answers to the very complicated questions humans ask. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. So I, another reason why you're like Raziel is because I send you Marco Polo's where I'm like, here is a very complicated overthought version of a message that I have received. And you send me back like three words that simplify and clarify exactly what I meant. (laughs) I'm like, so you're saying what you're saying is one sentence. <laughs> yeah. And it's like way more articulate. Like the, I sent her gobbledygook, like diarrhea of the mouth words right. that make no sense. And Jamie's like, what I'm getting from you is that, and then she says like this very clear, succinct, perfect sentence. And I'm like, yes. Okay. That is also the energy of Razeo. Right. Gotcha. I have an example of how he answers questions and of a question I asked once and I thought it was an infuriating answer, but ended up, I, I loved it so much. So I, I feel like it encapsulates, encapsulates it him for you. Okay. So I said to Raziel, which of these two paths should I go? I have this option or I have this mm. option. Okay. Now you have to picture me a solid 15 years ago asking Raziel for help. Like what the hell do I do here, buddy? I'm, I'm in trouble and I don't know which way to go. Gotcha. Razael's answer was, there's no right path. Oh, okay. You just have to walk the path. You have to create what you want. You can't, this, this decision means nothing. You can go that way or you can go that way. It doesn't matter. Just keep going. Some people would not like that answer, by the way. At the time, I did not like that answer. <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like a riddle, but it's not because it's very it's simple. Not. But do you know what I mean? It has that energy of like, you can't just say path A or B. You can't just say which way to go. You have to. And he's right. Correct. But that's the kind of guidance you get from Raziel. And you have to digest it for a little bit. At least I do. I have to like sit with it. I have to be like, that's too simple. It can't be that. It can't be that easy. It can't be that simple of an answer. And it always freaking is with Raziel. So there's an element of beauty and frustration in every Every piece of downloads I get from Raziel. It feels like there's always, it feels like there's a moment after where you're like, oh, looking back. Oh, that made sense. Oh, I get it now. Like, but it's, it's not super clear in the beginning, but then after, when you get to the point where you were trying to get, you're like, oh, that made sense. That's why he said that. That's why that was the guidance. 
see how the Dumbledore character kind of represents that of like, he wasn't just like revealing all the answers and saying what to do. He was kind of just reacting and giving this like very simple guidance. And at the end, you're like, oh, he had all this information. We didn't have no wonder that's what he was saying. Right. And Harry couldn't know it at the time. Right. Exactly. It's almost like he was, it's almost like Dumbledore and Raziel are like, they're almost willing to take the hit of being the bad guy because they know that you have to like do the journey yourself. You have to walk the path yourself, which everyone hates. Right. Myself included. Right. But that's, that's where the actual journey is. That's where the actual growth is. Yes. And so he'll answer your questions in a way he does not care if it frustrates you. In fact, if he gets an emotional reaction from you, clearly it was impactful and it worked. Right. Right. Yep. So the, the kind of truths that he gives are kind of next level. And I love it because it really, that energy is something that when I was doing like sessions with people or or coaching or whatever, I would really think about that because it, it was almost like, you have to not tell people what to do. You have to let them find what to do. You can lead them there. You can give them tools to find it. But like, you can't just be like, oh, path A. Because even if that is the right, the quote unquote right path, they didn't intuitively pick it. They didn't like suffer mm-hmm. through the angst of, of choosing it and like knowing in their bones that was what they had to do. You kind of skip that part for them. You are the absolute boss queen of this, actually, now that you've brought it up. Thank you for segueing me into this. But you are, this is where you absolutely shine. And this is what always set you apart from other coaches and, and healers. And this is also what we always talk about when we're warning people is that, like, if the healing revolves around the healer, then you need a new healer because it should be about you. And you are, always you are currently still so good at walking someone towards something but letting them discover it on their own because that's where that aha moment that epiphany moment that moment of realization dawning on you that's where the healing is that's where the magic is and if someone just says oh it's x y and z you're like oh yeah you're right but you don't have that you don't have that alchemy right like the the energy doesn't shift that's the perfect word. You don't have the alchemy. I mean, thank you for right. saying the nice things. I wanted to just true. skip them and they didn't happen, but I yeah, will do that. Yeah. They're thank true. You. <laughs> thank you. But it's very, very true. And it's like what intuition is, right? Like that's what always bothers me when people give intuitive advice or people ask questions and they just give the answer because you just used your intuition and undermined the other person's intuition. And their journey. And exactly. their Exactly. Right. It, like, let's just take this question and it might sound like a ridiculous question to ask somebody else, but I get asked it a lot. Should I leave my husband? Should I leave my current relationship? Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. I know the answer. I do. I, first of all, if you're asking me, probably the answer is yes. Okay. Whatever. Uh, exactly. Okay. But I know the answer and I know, you know, the answer. Okay. I can see that, you know, the answer I can also hear it in the way that you asked the question. And I can also feel what's holding you from fully allowing yourself to, to like say the answer out loud. To know it. Right. Yes. I know all of that when I'm asked that question, but if I said, yes, leave right now, don't turn back. Your life will be better. Right. And then you do that. 
Right. And you go through the absolute hell that is making a change like that in your life. Yep. And you think I told you to make the decision. You didn't come to that yourself. I didn't support you to get to the place where you were ready and, and knew that. Then your journey through that is going to be shit. Exactly. Right. And, and struggle. Right. And it could come back on you. Like, oh, Heather told me to leave my job. Heather told me to leave my husband because they never had that moment. They never had that moment of realization where it becomes theirs. Yes. It's yours. It's your decision. If you're saying it as the as the coach, the healer, the friend, whoever, if you're saying it, it's your decision. It's not yet theirs. Yes. And then forever they will question exactly. whether that was the right decision. Listen, right. you're going to question your decisions anyway. You don't need to make them like extra questionable. Right. Agreed. So you rob people of some a really important part of their journey through something if you say the answer. Agreed. Yep. So it's much better instead to like pick it all up and to help the person get there and to ask guiding questions. And, you know, there were times where somebody would ask me that and I knew they should, but I also knew they were far from ready and they didn't for years later or they didn't make whatever. It could be a job. It could be whatever. And that's fine. I'm not going to like sit there and tap my foot because you'll, you'll do that when you're ready to do that. And I can't interrupt that for you. That would be me hurting somebody else to show off my intuitive abilities or to like have some sort of flex that I can get people to do whatever I want them to. Like, I already know I can do that and I'm not interested. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that's exactly. I was going to say, once that happens, you've then stepped out of intuition and you're operating, operating an ego because you just want to look like the magician. Yeah, exactly. So that is Archangel Raziel energy to a T, except he gives zero fucks and I give a lot of fucks, but (laughs) (laughs) yep. Okay. So the other thing associated with Archangel Raziel is the Akashic records. Yes, this I knew. Okay. I think we might need to do an episode on the Akashic records because there's a lot there. And like in researching Raziel for this, I started to fall down the rabbit hole and started to feel a little spicy about it and was like, "Mm, I'm I'm just going to give a little bit here in this episode and we'll do a future episode where we really look at this. I agree. I think that's a good idea. Okay. But the Akashic records are basically an energetic library of information about your soul and your journey and everybody's souls and everybody's journey, past life, this life, future life. All of that information is contained in what people refer to as the Akashic records. Right. Yes. Okay. But the Akashic records term is a, it comes from the Sanskrit Indian word Akasha. Mm -hmm. And, but it was, Dubbed by Edgar Casey, who we've talked about before, another person we might need to do a whole episode on, but he was a, a clairvoyant um, who used like the trance state to channel messages. Yep. And he was alive from 1877 to 1945. And he came up with the Akashic Records term. Right. Right. Okay. You see where I'm like, um, yes, I, I see. Yes. Okay. What I will say though, is that you will hear in, all kinds of ancient pagan cultures, like Egyptian culture, all this stuff, people referring to something like the book of life or whatever. This is referred to with different terms. And I'm not saying the Akashic records is a bad term. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use it. I know people use it as like a tool, like the Akashic record readings. I have nothing against that. 
I'm just saying that term is relatively new. And so when you're applying it to an archangel, it seems weird. So it's more the concept of that, that there's this like energetic library of information and like Razael would be sort of the keeper of that. Right. Exactly. Keeper. Someone you could call on for it. Exactly. Yep. In addition, I have to say, I don't typically see a color around Razael. A lot of times there is an association. I don't. The only thing I, I did Google to see what other people said and other people said they would see a rainbow. And I, that kind of makes sense. It's sort of like all the, Mm -hmm. all the info or something. Yep. If I was to, to like need it, you know how I like an object or a color or something, I would probably grab like a big clear quartz crystal to, to, sort of call in Razan, yep. but again, I don't really see a color or symbol associated with him. Okay. That makes sense. I also see other people use books, um, but also books are used for Uriel. So we can get to that angel at, at some point too. Right. But sometimes you see that again, not all of them have that sort of energy of, of like the symbolism more I would see Archangel Raziel in the archetype of other characters, this like old wizard Merlin yeah. Dumbledore-esque kind of really all-knowing, gives you the information as you need it energy. Yep. That is more what I would see. Yeah, gotcha. I think it's really interesting that if you look back in media and like books, movies, TV, there really hasn't been a time where there wasn't kind of an iconic figure representing Raziel. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think that we all feel Raziel and we're all very aware of Raziel. I think that, again, I said he looks kind of like, to me, like an old wizardy Jesus. I think sometimes when people are in religion calling on like Jesus's knowledge, I think that they're actually calling in an energy that's Raziel-esque. That's, that's really interesting. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. And I also was thinking when you were talking that he sounds like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Same, same imagery, same look. I have to admit that I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I was supposed to read it in school and I didn't, but I still got an A on my report about it. Hopefully my teacher isn't listening. It's not surprising at all, actually, that you did that. (laughs) But I think that, I think it shows that how sort of prevalent and predominant that, that energy is, is that you can sort of see it everywhere. Yeah, there's not many like stories that don't have a Raziel, right? right? There's always that character somewhere and you see it. There really isn't a gap when you look back through our through culture, like in that figure being shown. And even although Raziel isn't like directly in the Bible or anything like that, I feel like a lot of like the sort of wise men and like the yeah. Noah archetype, the law, like that sort of represents that energy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So he's everywhere. I, I say he, again, not super masculine energy or feminine energy, but I see him as male in that sort of like old wizardy role. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say divine masculine energy in the sense of like a loving, wise, great grandfather. Yeah. I was just going to say grandfather. Agree. Yeah. So that's how I see those. I think calling on Raziel more will help people um, understand how the universe is bringing them information. Mm, Love that. Like Gabriel is going to give you clarity on the messages you're getting, but Raziel is going to help you unpack how the universe works and how you can operate within it. 
right? Like why things are happening, what what laws are, are involved. Exactly. Yep. And like you say, in all of these episodes, you don't have to know like their name or any of this stuff. This is just things that like help you connect better, help it feel clearer. And like maybe the angels to know which, which one or which energy you're looking for more. Right. But maybe you call it something different. Maybe... Yep. It, all of that is fine. It, that doesn't matter. It's just, this is more meant for you to have this clarity so that you can move forward with it and use this to your benefit easier. Exactly. Yeah. I so love it. That's what I've got. What do you think? I love it. I, I love this episode, actually. I'm, I'm psyched for people to hear it. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what people think of these archangels, if they feel Raziel as Dumbledore or old wizardy Jesus, whatever. And if they see Gabriel as, you know, gay Uncle Gabe, like I do, like I would love to know, or they're very different interpretations because it makes sense that we would all see it differently. Absolutely. Because we're perceiving it through our own senses and our own clairs. Yeah. And what we need. Yeah, absolutely. So if you couldn't already tell, I'm very familiar with these archangels and have all kinds of nicknames and characters written in them. (laughs) Yes, you do. I've been outed. Love it. But it's fun. I think that Jamie is the human version of Raziel. So if I will take need, that compliment, you need to picture somebody. You're like, who? Who is? Who in my life could I picture? Picture Jamie. Perfect. And I wish I was Gabriel. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go call on these angels and like drink some coffee or something. What do you think? Yes. Let's do it. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.